Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and wherever you are, you are most welcome to join us today as we look at how businesses need to adapt to the changing and evolving travel environment. I'm Julian Walker. This is Business Travel on the Fly, uh, and I'm delighted that we are joined today by Valdis Anastatia, who is HR Director of Morel, um, the multinational food processing company that's based in Ireland. As the travel industry continues to stop start in a kind of way, uh, many employers are planning their first business trips since the start of the pandemic. And travel managers have been preparing for this return in a number of months, over a number of months, by working with suppliers and TMCs to ensure that employees can do this safely. And we'll look at how and why travel managers should be working closely with their HR teams to help set new policies and procedures in the COVID-19 era. And we'll also be discussing issues such as mental health and traveler anxiety. So, uh, Valdez, before we get into the nitty-gritty, why don't you give us a quick introduction on your role and specifically how it's linked to the management of travel within Morel? Most certainly, and, and thanks for having me to this Firechat uh, chat. I really appreciate to be part of it. My role at Morel is to be Director of HR Operations. Uh, HR operations are part of the corporate HR team at the headquarters in Gardabær, Iceland. Uh, since 2016, when we first signed the contract with CWT, we centralized the travel management at Marel. So I started being responsible for travel management uh, jointly with my, my role as, as being director of HR operations. But last year we hired into the role of global travel manager and now we have Camilla Kramer in that role. She was part of the company before from the procurement team, but now she reports to me and together we form a team of both travel and HR together. If a traveller isn't comfortable travelling in a COVID world, what role would you see HR playing to advise the company or the on the appropriate response or path forward in a situation like that? Mm. And it's a good question because HR plays a critical role in this. We have to mm -hmm. imagine that this is a new world for travellers and we need to allow for some adjustment time to the new situation. Uh, we need to create atmosphere for employees to express how they feel towards the situation now. We need to think about that, uh, at, like for for our travelers at Marel, it is male dominant company more or less. Our business engineers are more or less male uh, employees, and those are the roles who have been actively traveling during the pandemic. Uh, we have even we have called those uh, employees road warriors because they will fight to get to the customers and get the job done. They are in extreme situations at some times, uh, and we have to make room for them to express how they feel. So we have to understand that they can be worried, they can be stressed out, they can be concerned about family members or friends or their own health. So first and foremost, HR needs to create this room for them to share how they feel so that we can help them address it. What HR can do in addition is to map all risks involved. And by mapping all the risks involved, we can also find mitigation actions to lower the risks and address them and therefore lower the risk that, or, or lower the exposure to the employees. Uh, we have also learned in Marel the clearer message we can provide, the better. 
We need to erase all uncertainty. We need to extend the timeline when we can have guidelines applicable so that if we are constantly working in a short timeline, then it creates more uncertainty for the employees. So longer timeline, clear messages, it really helps to erase all uncertainty for them and make them feel better towards traveling. Traveling at any time can be a toll on travelers' mental and physical health, uh, and especially in times like these. So that's good to have a perspective on how HR can work on that. But do you think there should there be policies or procedures or processes that should actually be put in place to increase the duty of care and help the well-being of anxious employees now? And if so, how would HR sort of help support travel managers by introducing things like that? Mm. Well, you have travel guidance, you adjust it to the most recent situation, and you need to ensure the employees that they will be taken care of no matter what. Again, clear messages and erase all uncertainty as possible. Uh, we have also made sure to provide training on the risk awareness uh, and the latest travel guidance while traveling during the pandemic to employees and their managers. It's not enough that only the employees understand the risk that is involved, but also the managers, because they are most often making decisions and approving on trips to be taken. Uh, we have also uh, used uh, global companies like International SOS to support employees either when they're in need of support or just to provide them with an application so that they can regularly check in so we know where they are and if they need some help or, or they can get information about situations in the relevant country or area that they are in. Lastly, not uh, the least one, and this has become a critical part for us in Marel, it is to provide support on legal documents because for employees to be able to cross borders, they have uh, needed to show legal documents both to show that they are, are crossing borders for business reasons. They have needed to show papers to verify that Marle is a critical uh, player in the food industry. Uh, they have needed to cross many borders and the different uh, restrictions or border controls for different areas. So we have needed to prepare up to 10 different uh, papers for our our employees to be able to travel back and forth to the customer site. So these are these are the areas that we need to focus on at this time. Excellent. And, and so I hadn't really thought about that, but that's a very good point in terms of the extra legal documentation uh, that you'll be needing and things like that. And, and so is there mm. a sort of strategy for how changes to the travel policy uh, are being implemented uh, post-COVID-19? Because obviously the situation changes on a kind of daily basis almost at the moment. So is, uh, do, do you have a strategy for how you're creating these changes? Yeah, of so course. I mean, we saw... Maybe or something like that. Yeah, def definitely. We saw that the, in the beginning of the pandemic that we needed to address the travel guidance. So first version was issued in March this year. And the focus then was, of course, on the pre-approval of the trips and also focus on that there was a business essential need to travel. We didn't have that before. Then everybody was allowed to travel. And, of course, we needed to have the approved 
but we added in a criteria for for that the trip was business essential. So then we came to the conclusion: okay, what is business essential? And then addressed that by by definition. But it's still challenging until borders all over the world just closed. Uh, at that same time, we cancelled all in-house activities that requested uh, employees to travel cross-border. Uh, and we also had to cancel what uh, we are used to having throughout the year as show house and exhibitions. Because we couldn't really travel with our employees nor our equipment to the sites to invite our customers to uh, come and see how our, our systems work. So we transport everything there to an online show and we are actively working with what we call now Marl Live. Uh, on a regular basis, but these are changes that we had to address immediately uh, early spring. Uh, during the summertime, we saw that borders were opening up again, so then everybody was starting to make plans for traveling again, and we saw requests just piling in, and then we addressed the travel guidelines again. We had to iterate both the pre-approval process that it was uh, really strict down to executive or, or, in our case, extended leadership team can approve for the trips. They have to approve for all trips. We have to be essential essentiality to it. And we also wanted to address the risk awareness of management team when approving for, for travel so that they understood all the risk factors that were involved from the time that the employee left his store until he was home again. So those are the factors that we have been focusing on uh, during this this time period since this spring. Okay. Yeah. Um, all good stuff. And before before we went into this, there was uh, you know into, into the pandemic and the lockdown and the changes. Personalization was a sort of key thing that everyone was trying to sort of look at to give their travelers more control. Do you think COVID-19 has changed the amount of control and choice that we're now uh, letting employees mm. have on how they manage the trip? And that sort of could be from uh, picking their suppliers or slots for travel, et cetera, when they are doing essential business travel. I think there is a huge difference now and before for COVID. Uh, we are relying on such a small group now uh, to to travel for business essential reasons. Uh, that group really needs to be taken care of since they are being exposed to higher risk than the uh, employees that are working from home or for the offices uh, because there we can more manage the risks that they are being exposed to. For the ones traveling, uh, we need to be able to keep them safe and well while traveling. So we need to make sure that they are heard, that they are recognized, and that they get constant feedback and support before traveling, during traveling, and afterwards. So in the future, and we haven't made any firm decisions about this, I'm absolutely sure that they will have more say in choosing the suppliers for both air and travel by car or by train the travel classes and so on. So for for suppliers today, they should aim to be the suppliers for the future. They need to take COVID effects into account because travelers today, they need more flexibility 
and assurance that the supplier is actively mitigating risks that are exposed to them. So there are, are good opportunities for suppliers today to step up, focus on how things will be post-COVID when you are able to travel again. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, great stuff. And do you think um, when we do look at the other side, and obviously this isn't relevant just in this precise moment, but um, leisure, you know, combining business and leisure was a, a sort of mm. an increasingly popular choice for a number of people. I, I wonder, do you have a company policy on leisure trips? And also, you know, should employees take them at their own risk, or do you think the company should take some form of responsibility if, if you allow it, that is? I think uh, we went uh, through a huge discussions uh, about that uh, for Marel. Uh, it's different for different countries. We are operating in over 30 countries. So we had to mm -hmm. take this discussion with all our local crisis teams to see what was available in each country. On a global scale, we advised all our employees to follow the local guidance on personal trips. Uh, but in some locations, the companies are legally required to take part of the, that responsibility. So if you are if you need to quarantine afterwards, then the company is obligated to pay you salaries during that time. That is in some countries. But overall, for Marel, uh, we have guided our, our employees to be aware of the risks involved if they decide to take a personal trip during a pandemic like now. And we, we all know that things can change without advanced advanced so if we are in a different country than where we live we could be restricted there uh, for a longer period or or a shorter one we could get sick there and then how are we going to get to our home country so there are so many things to take into account and individuals just need to be aware of the risks that are involved at Maral there we uh, have initiated a global pay policy so we support employees if they're in the position of not being able to work for various reasons. Relationships can be one of them, but it's only applicable for a limited time uh, and for a limited number of days. But what we have also done at Marel, and I would really like to share with you what we have done to come to terms with the actions uh, or for the traveling parts for, for employees is that we have this contract with International as well as like I mentioned earlier. All employees, they have got an application so that they can call a number if they are in need of support. They can get in where they are at each time. We also set up a COVID-19 intranet site to consolidate all the actions that we have taken and have a base of the latest versions at all time. We have also created a people and culture site uh, there we mention both mental support uh, and collect everything that HR is doing to support employees during the pandemic. For specifically for traveling employees, we set up a specific email. Uh, so employees and managers, they can get direct feedback uh, to questions or concerns that they might have at each time. And of course, mm -hmm. like most Global companies, we of course have local crisis teams supporting employees all over the world. HR is always part of that crisis team, so there's always an HR person involved. 
And then last but not least to mention again the specific legal side that we have set up. So it provides all necessary documents uh, to support employees to travel cross borders. So even in some countries with different restrictions within the country because some districts or promises have different regulations than, than others. So this is what we have done all over the country, all over the company, but specifically for the leisure trips, it's a difficult thing to to have a global guideline on. Fantastic, Zalish. Well, we're getting quite close to the end of our sort of 20 minutes slot, so um, I really appreciate you taking that. You've given us some great insights, and obviously HR has a fundamental impact uh, in the role of travel within. Of course, we all want to travel in the future. There's no question about mm -hmm. it. We all miss it as, as much as uh, any any other. Some people at Marel have said the most thing uh, that I miss uh, from before COVID is, is to travel and before tra COVID is to travel. So we want to do that uh, again, but it has to be safe. Um, we yeah. need a strong focus from, from the travel people, from HR and legal to join forces in ensuring that traveling today is safe, that it is available for business essential reasons, and that during travel we are exposing our people to as low risk as possible. So that should be what we are all aiming to do. So maybe as a final word, that I would like to oppose is that we keep being strong, that we keep sharp focus and resilience to beat this virus and reclaim the freedom that the virus has actually taken away from us. Yeah, I totally endorse that 100%. So thank you very much, Fabulous. That was great. There's plenty to think about there for our audience. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been truly fascinating and insightful. For those of us joining on the webinar, perhaps you could answer the tell us what you thought of the webinar polling question, please, just so we can prepare for future events. Um, so it only really remains for me to say thank you, Valdis. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for your insights. And thank you all for joining us here today. And until we next meet on the fly, safe travels. Mm -hmm.